You know, can you do it? And he is, of course Jesus could do it. Of course Jesus did it. And he looked at him and said, forgive me for my disbelief. We probably have so many disbeliefs in us that have us in bondage that we need to let go of. Amen? Because the devil is a liar. And as a believer, and this is what I want you to think about, That he wants to keep you in bondage. And if you don't feel free, why? Why don't you feel free? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? And this is what was going through my mind. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Well, we have the Spirit within us. And why do we still feel captive? Why do we still have disbelief? Why do we still feel afraid? Then I have to ask myself, when I feel that way, where is the Spirit of the Lord? Where is the Spirit of the Lord in me? You know, do I, I need to raise up, I need to stir that Spirit of the Lord up that's in me to overcome those fears and overcome those disbeliefs. Because the devil, again, is a liar. I've said it like three times now already. Because he's a liar and he doesn't want you to believe in who you are. Amen? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we have to recognize that. And we have to rebuke the devil when we don't feel free. So the first thing we need to do is recognize it. Well, I don't feel free. I feel under bondage. And then rebuke the devil because Jesus came to set the captives free. Amen? Paul goes on to say to the Corinthians in verse 18 of chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, he said, and we, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Joe. Verse 18, I believe. <clears throat> and we who with, and I underline this in my notes, un, un, Veiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what did Jesus do? Jesus removed the veil, didn't He? The veil was torn in two when Jesus was crucified. Remember, the, the, the curtain was rent, the veil was torn in two, and now we should not be veiled anymore. We should not be veiled with, with all these things. We should be being transformed. You know, I can't think of, I can't help but think of Moses when he was on the mountain. When he got into the presence of God, he was transformed with the glory of the Lord showed upon his face so much that it scared the Israelites that they made him put a veil over his face. Well, Jesus came to remove that veil. Amen? He removed the veil. And we, like Moses, should be transformed into His likeness, not our likeness, not Chris's likeness, not Julie's likeness, you know, or any of our own likeness, but we should be transformed into God's likeness, becoming more and more like God. Not that we are God, because we're not God. He's God. But we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And how do you renew your mind? 
by the renewing, by the reading of His Word. Amen. We renew our minds by the Word of God. And when we renew our minds by the Word of God, we become transformed more and more of His image, showing with more and more of His glory and His likeness in us, where it's no longer, like Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. I mean, that's the place we all want to be, right? And we always have to put the flesh down because we're constantly at battle with our flesh. I'm constantly at battle with my own flesh, my own pride, my own strength, you know, where I have to recognize that, you know, I'm, I'm a representation of Christ. I'm supposed to be an ambassador of Christ to those that are in the world. And who am I showing more of? More of me or more of Jesus that's in me? Amen? That's where we want to get to. All of us, each day, we want to be conscious of that. We've got to be aware that we're representing, like I told my guys in a meeting, because we just hired two or three new guys on the job, and I said, when you go out to the job site, there is no cussing or swearing, no smoking. You can smoke on break. But you're a representation of morning light landscapes to our customers on every job you step foot on. You are representing morning light landscapes to them. Just like every day our lives are supposed to be representing Jesus Christ. Now I will admit that I fail this every day. Because I tell you what, my flesh gets pretty prideful. And I have to rebuke the devil First, I have to recognize it. You know, that's the first step. Recognize it. I rebuke myself, basically, you know, <laughs> and say, okay, forgive me, Lord. I failed there, but help me the next time. And I'm moving on, right? Well, like, like Terry said, her son's like a beast when he goes to work. That's like me. Okay, forget about that. All right, I'm done with that, Lord. Forgive me. Move on. It's that simple, really, you know. For, ask God forgiveness and move on. You know, when you feel like you're in the wrong, it's simple. Just say, Lord, forgive me. I really didn't do a good job representing you there this morning or today. And I'm sure there's many here that can testify to that because they not only live with me, but work with me and know me. We'll say, yep. And I have to be quicker to forgive. And you got to be able to forgive yourself, okay? Because none of us are perfect. That was Jesus. But if you feel trapped, burdened, despair, discouraged, frustrated, disappointed, unsettled, afraid, and I'm sure there's many more things that you can think of out there that you can add to that list, then you have to wonder why. You have to recognize that. Then you have to realize that you really are under attack because the devil doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to have freedom. Amen? He wants you to be trapped under his thumb, and he's going to lie to you. You have to rebuke the devil, stand firm, stand your ground, and the Bible said he will flee. Because the veil has been torn until two, and it has been removed from you. The veil has been removed from you. So that way, the truth of Jesus the truth of who God is and what Jesus has done, the freedom that He has, would be revealed to you. And this is the Bible. 
This is not just Chris saying this. This is the Word of God that says this. In Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19, This is Jesus. This is what Jesus said. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news. To the poor, He has sent me to proclaim freedom, liberty, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen? Jesus has set us free. We were prisoners. We were oppressed. We were blind by sin and the devil. But He came to undo all that stuff and set us free. He's opened our eyes to the truth. He's removed the veil from us. We are free. We are free. He gave us the way out, just like He led the Egyptians out of their bondage and slavery, or the Israelites out of Egypt from the bondage of slavery from the Egyptians. Jesus has led us out of the bondage of slavery to sin and death, by the devil, by a liar, by a stealer, and a thief, and a destroyer. He's led us out of that. He's unveiled our faces by Him being revealed in us. And Him being revealed to us. Amen? So now we can see clearly. And we should be walking in all of the freedoms and liberties that Jesus has given us. But the devil is such a good deceiver and a liar that He still tries to keep you under that bondage and under those chains and under those uh, things that keep you down from your, from your true calling in Jesus Christ. Because He knows who you really are. And if you only knew who you really are, if I only knew who I really was, if Julie only knew who she really was, or any of us out here, we would be laying hands on the sick, we would be Casting out demons, we'll be giving sight to the blind. We would be raising people from the dead, just like Jesus did. And he said that we're going to do these things. And he said we'll do even greater things than these. Because these are the works that Jesus said. And he said, greater works shall you do. And that's the word of God. So praise the Lord. We are no longer captives. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you walk in here, you should feel free. You should feel free to worship. Right? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I pray to God that the Spirit of the Lord is here in this place. Where two or more are gathered, the Spirit of the Lord is. Amen? You can have the Spirit of the Lord right there in your house. You and your spouse. Two or more gathered. The Spirit of the Lord is there. Amen? We have a hope beyond this world in which we long to see an eternal kingdom that will last forever. 
In Galatians 5, 1, it said, It is freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That is Galatians 5, 1. Leviticus 26, verse 13, or verse 11 through 13, says this, I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. You know what that means, abhor? I had to look it up just to make sure I was right. <laughs> I will not despise you, God says. I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not despise you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. Praise God, huh? God has enabled us to walk with our heads held high. I can't help but think of that song. I'm no longer a slave to sin, for I am a child of God. You are a child of God. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are a child of God. You can walk with your head held high. You know, that's God our Father who said that to us. That's your Father who said that to us. You are a child of God. I will walk with you, He said. You will be My people. I am the Lord your God who broke every yoke over your life. I am the Lord your God who sent His only Son to die for you because I love you, says the Lord. And I want you to be with Me. And I have enabled you to walk with your heads held high. You don't have to walk like this anymore. Beaten up, abused, despised. You're a child of God. You're representing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Walk with your head held high. Amen? Because that's who you are. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer because Jesus Christ overcame. Amen? You're an overcomer because Jesus overcame. Makes you an overcomer. You're a child of the Most High God. You are a warrior in the kingdom of God. Not because of who you are, but because of who is inside of you. And the Bible tells you that in 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Amen? And the devil doesn't want you to know that. The devil wants you to be walking with your head down low. But you're, wait a minute, you're not a child of Satan, you're a child of God. Walk with your head held high. For I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. For I am a child of God. Jesus broke the yoke of sin and death. He didn't just break it, He destroyed it. The Bible said that He made a public spectacle of the devil when He took the keys of hell from him. I can't even imagine in my mind how awesome that would have been to see Jesus 
make a public spectacle of the devil. How embarrassing that must have been for the devil that day when Jesus showed up in hell and he thought he won. But Jesus made a public spectacle of him in front of all of his hordes and demons. And they all saw it. Public spectacle. Not only did he do it in there, but he did it on this earth and he did it in heaven. Because I guarantee you all the hosts of heaven, all the angels up there, all of the saints that were up there, looking down at that and just saying, oh my gosh, did you see the whooping that Jesus just put on the devil? I mean, that would have been awesome. You know, I can't imagine it. But that would have been awesome to see. Remember this, that Jesus removed the veil, that you are no longer blinded, that you can see clearly, but it's your choice because God's not going to force himself on anybody. It's our choice. It's our choice to believe God's word or not. Right? We need to believe God's word, stand on God's word, because I'm telling you, his word is the only thing that's going to stand, and it's the only thing that does stand, because his word will never perish, it says. In the end, everything in heaven and earth will fall away, but his word will not fall. His word will not perish. It is true and amen. Amen? Amen. There's no more veil that separates us from God. There's no more veil that separates you from God's love. Walk in God's love. Walk in God's presence. Get in His word. God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. He's not against you. God is for you. Amen? So, Father... We're going to pray and close. And then we're going to have Mark and Terry and Mom and Ed pray for Julie and I. Since we only get this opportunity like very little each year. <laughs> Once a year maybe. Twice if we're lucky. But Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you that Mark and Terry came all the way up from Florida to just, not just to be here with us today, Lord God, but just to be with our family Lord God, enjoy this fall season, Lord God. And so Mark and Hunt and Chris can go out with them, Lord. But we just pray your blessings on them. And we ask you, Lord God, that you would just bless them as they leave this week to go home. I wish they could stay longer. Lord God, I pray that you would bless Mom and Ed, bless Annie and Jordan and the kids, Ollie and Jackson and Joey. Lord God, bless the Dodies that are away and traveling. Lord, I just pray that you would be with them today. And I just thank you that each person's here, Lord God, and that you would bless them abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Julie.